Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Well, tonight we're going to continue look in the book of 1 John. Do y'all remember at all where we were in 1 John? We were in 1 John chapter 2 and we've been looking at how we live as Christians in a uh, secular world, in a world that is full of sin and uh, we were in uh, 1 John and we First we saw that we had to live in the light. Then we had uh, learned that we had to uh, be uh, those who uh, uh, not only lived in the light, and, uh, but we had to uh, set aside our uh, desires for sinful things in life. And we talked about uh, living in obedience. And tonight we're going to look at First John chapter 2 once again, but we're going to uh, begin a little bit further in our uh, look of uh, this passage of Scripture, and we're going to look at verse uh, 17, uh, verse 18, excuse me, verse number 18 uh, is where we're beginning. First John chapter 2 verse 18. Now John says uh, the fourth condition for living as a child of God is that we need to do something. And John has been going, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he's going, uh, he's got a pattern going. He said, uh, first you got to do this, and it was a positive thing, live in the light. Then he did a negative thing. Then you need to uh, renounce your sinful behavior and, and uh, stay away from sin. Then he went back to uh, a positive thing. And uh, he's been doing this back and forth between uh, something that doing things that are either uh, a a positive thing, uh, not necessarily just positive, but uh, in terms of uh, living your life without uh, something or living your life doing something. And John goes back to uh, a more quote-unquote positive thing and he says not it, not just in terms of giving up something but tonight he says your fourth thing is is that you have to live in faith you have to live as uh, someone uh, who chooses beto- uh, chooses to follow after God rather than follow after evil and so he says live in faith live in faith um, we'll look at verse 17. Uh, excuse me, 18. Uh, I keep saying 17. He says, Little children, it is the last time, and you are heard that the Antichrist shall come. Even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not, uh, no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. And I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, 
and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus Christ is uh, Jesus is the Christ, and he is uh, he is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. And let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have learned from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He hath promised unto us, even eternal life. These things I have written unto you, to you concerning them that seduce you. But the, uh, but the anointing which ye have received of Him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointed teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath brought you, you shall abide in Him. So we see that John comes to the fourth condition, as, and he, as I said, and he says we need to live in faith. We need to live in the faith and belief in what God has already revealed to us and the things that we already know. And uh, he starts out by saying, little children, and remember this is a term of affection. This is something that John has used. He's talking to those whom he has uh, literally seen uh, come into the faith as new believers, as babes in Christ, and they have grown and developed in their uh, understanding of Jesus Christ as who they are and their maturity, and they've grown to the point of being a church that is being productive and going out and, and making disciples of their own. So he feels as though he is like their spiritual father, and he says little children in a way of, uh, of showing his affection towards them, but also to assert his authority says, little ones, we are living in the last days. And John here is saying that uh, this is a symptom and an issue of the last days in that uh, there will be many who will come and deny Christ and there will be many who will come and seek to to turn away, uh, turn God's people away from Jesus Christ. And he says, we're living in those days. Now, there's a lot of people that take issue with John saying that, we, uh, that he is in the last days because that was 2,000 years ago. How can John be saying, we're living in the last days. We're living in, uh, in a time right before Jesus, uh, the end of time, and it's 2,000 years since then. How, how can we still be in the last days? And what he's saying here is, is really uh, uh, what we have to grip uh, around is, is that in the mind and understanding of uh, these Christians who were living in this period of time, they saw time in terms of three times. They saw time in terms of the beginning. And, and let me just share with you, the Greeks, they saw time as circular. They saw time as, as going in a circle. But uh, the Christian and uh, these uh, who followed after Jesus Christ and these uh, Israelites at this time, they saw time as we do. They saw time as linear. And uh, their understanding was that the at the beginning was uh, the beginning of time, then you had the coming of Jesus and what we just uh, celebrated with Christmas and 
all of the time that is related to Jesus and His ministry on earth. And now John says we're living in the, la- uh, the third period of time, which is the last days, those days after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and the time in which all of creation is anticipating His return. And uh, it's known as the parousia. And John is saying, listen, we're living in the last days because this is the time when God's promise has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The days in which God's uh, uh, deliverance of a Savior has already been made. And so we're waiting for the culmination of God's work in Jesus Christ. And that will come in... uh, and what so he's not talking about the last days as being a particular time on the calendar or in terms of the last days in 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 terms of well in a week god uh, jesus he's not saying that he's expecting jesus to return uh in a week or or anything like that he's saying it's a time frame a uh, a phase of time he's saying we're living in the last days in that God's work has gone from sharing with us at the garden that we needed a Savior and delivering a Savior in Jesus Christ, the middle, and now the last days waiting for God's culmination of God's work in Jesus Christ. His work was begun in Jesus in that He delivered salvation to us. The culmination will be when He comes back for us. And so that's what John is talking about. We're living in the last days, the days in which God's uh, plan of salvation is being uh, fulfilled. And, and so it, it doesn't... Uh, it, there's not an issue with him saying we're living in the last days and it have been 2,000 years ago. We, we're, we're living in the last days still today. And we have to understand also uh, they're kind of uh, looking at it in terms of uh, from the perspective of God. God, uh, with time and eternity, uh, living in eternity, uh, time is not as... It doesn't draw out like it is for us. You know, uh, the Bible says that uh, uh, for for God, a moment is, is you know, a thousand years. And so uh, John here is saying it is the last days. It is the culmination of God's work and plan in our lives. It is the age in which God uh, is bringing the, the fulfillment of His promise to us. And so he says, uh, you've heard the Antichrist shall come. And even now there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. He says, here's the evidence that we're living in the last times and there are Antichrists. Now he's not talking about the Antichrist that we are studying about in Revelation of the Antichrist that will come. He's saying uh, when he says Antichrist here, uh, the word there, anti, antichristos in the uh, Greek is, is a term that is not necessarily given to the, ex, uh, the specific individual who will come in Revelation uh, the, in the last days of uh, the uh, tribulation. But this is, he, he's referring to anyone who is contrary who's teaching something contrary to the teachings of Jesus. And so what he's saying is there's a lot of people that are out there that are sharing things that are contrary to the teaching of Jesus. They are 
antichrists. They are people that are teaching things other than what Jesus taught. And he says this is a an indication that we are living in the last days, that uh, that there are plenty of people that are out there that are teaching things contrary to what Jesus taught. They are antichrists. They went out, and he says in verse 19, they went out. Now this kind of uh this kind of takes an abrupt change and shift in uh, what he's talking about, going from talking about an antichrist who are going about teaching uh, things contrary to uh, Jesus to saying, and then he says they. Um, he, he's talking about a specific group of people. Now remember, John is dealing with people who are... Uh, they are, are people who are sharing that they believe that Jesus came in spirit as truly divine, but he did not come in uh, full humanity. Uh, and they're, they're, they're teaching a teaching that's saying, in essence, that, um, that Jesus came and was not fully human. And uh, we we look at this and we see that there are other faith groups that uh, throughout history who have claimed the same kind of thing. Uh, the uh, Mormons believe that Jesus came uh, and walked on earth other than the ministry, uh, the ministry of, of gospel that's found in the Bible in Israel. Uh, they claim that Jesus came to North America during the time in which he was in the tomb and he walked amongst the natives in North America uh, in the spirit. This is all weird stuff for those of us who've been brought up in the uh, Christian faith because it sounds so weird. But that's kind of like what they were teaching here in the church that John is, is trying to reach and trying to minister to. He's saying, don't be uh, led astray by these people who are teaching teachings other than uh, what Christ taught. Uh, these antichrists are teaching a teaching that is saying, in essence, that uh, Jesus walked in the spirit, not in the flesh. And and that uh, cuts down the humanity of Jesus Christ and and demeans the sacrifice that Jesus made. Uh, because what is it to a spirit if he's uh, crucified on a cross? I mean, if he's a spirit, then he doesn't feel all the pain and suffering and go through all the hardships and difficulties of being in human form. And so he's saying they... They kind of left us. They, he said they went out from us and they weren't uh, from us because if they had been of us, they would not have gone out from us. But instead they went out and they made manifest that they were not from us. So he's saying, look, here's the proof that these people who are, are teaching this weird uh, uh, teaching about Jesus not being fully human, he said they left our fellowship if they were were part of the of our fellowship, they wouldn't have left our fellowship. If they had been true Christians, they wouldn't have gone off over here and started teaching this weird teaching. And he said the the fact that they uh, did that is proof enough that they weren't a part of our fellowship. They weren't Chris, true Christians because if they had been true Christians, they would have stayed in our fellowship with us. And so 
he's saying uh, these people that are uh, that are have gone away from us and left us our fellowship, uh, they are not of us because uh, they're teaching uh, something that is contrary to the teaching of Jesus Christ, and he gets to that a little bit more. Uh, he says, but if you have any unction uh, from the Holy One and you know all things, uh, he says, and I have not written unto you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. He's saying, listen, you have the understanding of the truth of Jesus Christ. You understand and know uh, the true teaching because he's He's talking to the faithful group that is left behind as a result. He's talking about a split in the church. Did you catch that? These people that left, uh, they split the church because they began to to, uh, to teach things that were contrary to the gospel. And they left the fellowship of those believers that are still there. And and he's John is trying to encourage them. He says, "Look, you know the truth. That's why you're still there. Uh, I'm writing to you not because you've gone astray or because you've uh, uh, n- you don't know the truth, but because you do know the truth." And he's writing to them to encourage them to help them to understand. And and so John here is saying, "Listen, <clears throat> we have to be wary of those who are." Uh, out in the world who are sharing teaching that is that goes against against the grain of what we've learned we know the gospel we have the message now in john's day they didn't have the bible but we do have the bible today we ought not to diminish the fact that we have a blessing of the holy spirit uh in that he has given us god's holy word for us to teach uh, to learn and to teach one another we ought not to uh diminish the fact that god has blessed us with this uh, because it is a view straight into the heart of God and it is, allows us to understand and know the character of God and helps us to know uh, God even greater. And John is saying, listen, you know the truth because you've been taught the truth. You uh, have exhibited that truth in your heart and life and you know the truth and I'm writing to you to remain in the truth. Stay in the truth. He says... Um, uh, you know the truth and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, that he is, uh, he is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. And so uh, John is saying, listen, you have to, to hold on to the truth. And the truth is, is that uh, Jesus is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He that denies that Jesus is the Messiah that came and died on the cross, and, and it's the same uh, today as it was back then during John's day. He says, look, anybody that, that diminishes who Jesus Christ is, anyone who seeks to take anything away from Jesus, you need to separate yourself from those people. You need to uh, have an aversion for anyone who tells you something other than the truth. And the truth is, is that Jesus is uh, the Christ and that anybody that says uh, that he's not the Christ is an antichrist. And so John is saying, 
put a distance between yourself and those who are seeking to, to change your mind, to convince you that uh, anything that is contrary about Jesus than what you know to be the truth. He says, uh, whoever denies the, the, that Jesus is uh, the Son of God, that He is uh, God incarnate, anyone who takes anything away from what Jesus has done is against Christ. He is a liar. Verse 22, he says, uh, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is an antichrist and denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. He says, Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. He says, Look, anybody who says that Jesus is not the, of, the, of the, uh, the Son of God is also denying uh, who God is as well. Denying the whole purpose of why God sent His Son to come and to die on the cross for us. And he says, anybody that's like that, you want to stay away from. And you need to, to acknowledge the truth. You need to stay in the truth and abide in the truth. He says, you have heard the truth. You've heard from the beginning. Uh, and you need to stay and remain in the truth. And so... Um, John is saying if you want to be a true child of God, you need to remain in the faith that God has, has delivered unto you. You need to stay in that faith and you need to, to be, remain firm in your belief and understanding of who Jesus Christ is. And he says in verse 26, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath been taught you, you shall abide in him. So, John says, you've been anointed by God and what what is he talking about this anointing? This is a word that a lot of of weird uh, faiths have kind of picked up on and tried to to use to their advantage. They say that this one has the anointing, that one doesn't have the anointing. Uh, you need to listen to this person; they are anointed. John says, if you're a true child of God, if you are uh, a a true Christian, if you uh, follow after Jesus Christ and you know who He is, then you're anointed. What is he talking about? The anointing here that John's talking about is he's saying you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is within you. And that Holy Spirit has uh, allowed you to understand and know the truth. That's why we, can, uh, we know that what he's talking about, this anointing, is the Holy Spirit. Because when we become a Christian, when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we understand, you know, before we're a Christian... We can sit and read the Bible all day long and it's just a bunch of words and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and you try and uh, make sense of it and, it and it still doesn't really sink in. But once you accept Jesus into your heart, 
The Spirit of God comes upon you. As John puts it, the anointing of God comes upon you. You receive the Holy Spirit into your heart and life, and then God's Holy Spirit begins to open up the truth of His Word. He begins to show you and and allow you to understand what God is is, uh, sharing with you in His Holy Word, and it becomes uh, something that is greater... Uh, than it was before to you, you begin to to see things and know things because you have the presence of God within you. Verse 27, But the anointing which you have received of Him abideth in you, and you not uh, need not that any man teach you. He says, look, you don't need these people coming in here and trying to teach you something. And one of the thing, one of the things that these... Uh, uh, those ascetics uh, were teaching. That's that group that that taught that that Jesus was was fully divine and not uh, human at all. And these ascetics were teaching uh, things that that. Uh, were kind of like the Gnostics in that they were saying, look, we have this wisdom and understanding and knowledge of God that no one else has. You heard that before? You probably heard that on on uh, religious TV. Uh, different groups, different uh, preachers try and set themselves apart by uh, sharing that I've received a special blessing of God and I've gotten this wisdom from God. Nobody else has it and I'm going to share it with you what that what that does is is it sets themselves up on a pedestal that causes people to look to them and, instead of looking and, and so what they can say is, is well the reason that your pastor back home isn't teaching this is because he hasn't received this anointing from God he hasn't received this blessing from God John here is saying look if you're a, a child of God you have the anointing of God you have the Holy Spirit within you he teaches you what is right he teaches you when when you know if you if you like me you've got groceries in your in your refrigerator and you've got a lot of leftovers from christmas um some of us might even still have some leftovers from before christmas and sometimes you got stuff that gets pushed back into the back of your refrigerator and you kind of forget that it's there and you, you go looking for something else and you pull it out and you open it up and whoosh, you can tell it is not fresh anymore. You can tell it needs to go out uh, by just simply uh, uh, creaking it, uh, that uh, container a little bit. You know for a fact that it's not fresh anymore. And that's he's, John is saying, look, the Holy Spirit is kind of like that. He can tell you when something is true and uh, when you're studying the Scripture and something that's not. He says, you have the Holy Spirit that teaches you truth. And you don't need these uh, people that are trying to lead you astray to come in and try and teach you something that, uh, that's not evident. Uh, in, in my book, and and it's, this is backed up in Scripture with what John is saying is is that anytime someone comes in and teaches tries to teach you something that can't be verified and and uh, backed up by Scripture in multiple locations in the Scripture, don't listen to them. Don't ever listen to them because what they're te- uh, giving you is a, a is a bunch of, of nonsense. Uh, John is saying, in essence, look, you know the truth. You have been uh, given the truth. 
God told, uh, and, and this is John's whole thing. As a child of God, you've been given the truth, you know the truth, and you've been given the Holy Spirit to guide you in truth. So, as a child of God, you have no excuse. You have the truth. You know that you know it in your heart, and you have the Holy Spirit to guide you in the truth. So, don't allow those who are trying to come in and lure you away with these uh, uh, things that they're teaching. Choose the truth. Choose to stay in the truth. Remain in the faith. And that's John's whole point to this section is that he says, remain in the faith. Stay in the faith that you know to be true. Remain in the faith that God has established within your heart. Remain in the faith that God has uh, has uh, uh, cemented within you through the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And stay true to faith. Remain in the faith. And so what John is saying is to be a true child of God, you need to uh, choose the truth of God's uh, faith that He has put within you, or you have to choose uh, between that and the darkness of the world. And he says, stay in the truth. Stay in the light of the truth that God has given you. Remain in His truth. Choose to stay in the faith of God and uh, grow stronger in your faith by growing stronger in the teaching that God has given you. He says, uh, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, this is the last part of verse 27, and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in Him. And he says, stay in Him. Remain in uh, God. Remain in His truth. Remain in His understanding of all that is uh, your faith that you've been given. Allow His truth to remain in you. And so as a child of God, uh, if we're to grow closer to Him, as we are to live in the light, we have to understand that there are people out there that are coming out with all kinds of popular books and popular teachings. You have people that are... uh, I I remember some years back when... um, when a, a book came out and it became very popular and and it, it was just selling in the millions and Robin was working at Lifeway at the time and and they began to sell it at Lifeway and and I say wait a minute this this book is 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 teaching something that is not the truth it, it might be a, a popular Christian uh, novel but it's teaching things that are contrary to Scripture. It's taking license that, and basically using Christian characters that are in the Bible and writing a story that that is completely contrary to what uh, the Bible teaches. And I and I, you know, said to Robin, "You need to talk to your manager about this." And her manager was already uh, worried about it and was already uh, reading through the book to, to have a firsthand knowledge of the book, so he would be aware of it and writing letters to. Uh, the corporate people in and Lifeway, and and they pulled that book off the shelf because of of people like him who had problems with it. There are people all throughout 
uh, Christianity that are that claim to be Christians, that claim to have uh, an understanding of God, that are sharing things that are completely contrary, even to this day. John, it didn't stop in John's day. We still have those people out there today. As a child of God, we have to know the truth of His Word, know the faith that we uh, have, and we need to be solid in that faith. We need to be uh, firm in our, in our foundation of, of teaching of who God is and who Jesus Christ is in our life. That's why you can't just simply uh, study the Bible just when you come to church on Sunday. You can't just simply be a student of, of God's Word when you sit down in Sunday school. You can't simply uh, be one of those Christians that that uh, leaves their Bible in their pew because they don't want to forget it and never pick up God's Word throughout the rest of the week. You need to be someone who is a student of God's Word, who is uh, continually in the Word, and is a uh, is in an intimate relationship with God so that you understand and know God's uh, Word for your life, and you know the truth when you hear it, and you know the false things that is presented by the world when you hear it as well. John says, remain in the faith. Remain in the faith. Stay faithful to God. Be faithful to Him. Be faithful in your study of God's Word in your life. Be faithful in your relationship to Him so that when those antichrists come, when when those people who come to share things that are contrary to God's Word come, you'll know it when you hear it, when you see it, and you'll know to avoid it in your life.